Uh, so you know how always we start off in sports. That's just kind of that's kind of what we do, and uh, I think the reason that that's so easy, TC, is first of all, you and I are both sports fans, so that that really helps. But also, it's it's really really obvious a lot of the ways that data has kind of come in and revolutionized a lot of different things that sports uh, that happens in sports, and it's not just on the field uh, kind of measurables that you can get from data. And we've talked a lot about Statcast in baseball or some of the other advanced analytics that teams are using these days. But it kind of goes all throughout the ecosystem of sports, everything from the marketing. To to the fan experience at games. And, and so it's just so easy to see how sports has been transformed over the last 10, 15 years just by the influx of data that's available to some of these teams. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, yeah, it's a, it's a topic we're both very comfortable with and enjoy. So, that, you know, that's we're selfish. not going to lie. Yeah, it's yeah. a little selfish. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, one of the great things about it, again, if you watch sports at all, you've undoubtedly seen, especially in the last decade, even the last couple of years, the advances and leaps. Um, of data being used again. The, the, my favorite example is always the you know the, the AWS uh, next gen stats the mm-hmm. NFL's doing, especially right. like Sunday Night Football that they do a lot on. Um, but yeah, you, you hit something on the head there that I was digging into a little bit more this week that um, I think I was aware of, but I didn't realize just how prominent it was, and that is really how forward thinking a lot of professional sports organizations have been when it comes to this kind of technology using this stuff. Yeah, um, from a business perspective, frankly, maybe more so than. Um, other more, we'll call them traditional industries, have been. Um, and they're, they're using a ton of data, and they're using it for all different types of things. Um, and it's not just data. It's also technology. That's a, it, it's, it's, it's important, I think, that we you know, kind of give credit to that side, too. It's not just purely using the numbers. It's using the technology that right. you can then get numbers off of and things like that. But um, one of the biggest things, so digital engagement tracking, they're one of the um, uh, professional sports organizations in general are very, very good about this. Um, they've done a lot of different things to, um, frankly, get a granular level of data on their customer that can be incredibly valuable to them that other businesses either maybe haven't done or frankly, a lot of times maybe don't have um, as easy of an opportunity to collect. Right. And what I mean by that is things like electronic um, tickets and transferring um, little passes that they kind of use at sporting events now mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you're, you can use the the Mavs app at the Mavs game to, you know, make all your purchases and right. not only buy your ticket and scan your ticket, but pay your parking and buy that beer for your, you know, father-in-law or whoever you're going with. <laughs> um, but what that's allowed them to do is not only get granular data on um, what they actually, they're buying in terms of the tickets and all, it's helping them a lot on the concession side, mm-hmm. um, understanding what people are buying, when people are buying it. Um, again, it's not necessarily that teams for decades haven't been analyzing how to sell more beer. Of course, they, they, sure. they've always wanted to do that, but they have more immediate data. They're able to make changes. Um, there's actually a couple of minor league teams I've read that are going to a dynamic pricing model, um, which literally could mean inning to inning in a baseball game that you're at, the beer price is changing based on the overall supply demand and what's going on. Your team's, you know, the, the home team's down eight after the third inning. Right. Um, it's a cold, windy night. You're probably going to see that price trickle down a little bit compared to that, um, you know, that championship series with uh, two teams in the middle of summer when everyone's buying a drink anyway. So That's a fascinating thing to look at. Yeah. It, it's And again, I, I would... I would say that the part that surprised me here was the um, 
uh, immediate actionable insights that they're trying to go for. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, again, that they're doing this analysis, they've been doing it, but it's how they're using advancing technologies, getting more granular data. Um, even on, frankly, when people are walking around the ballpark, where are they spending time physically within the stadium, within the, uh, you know, the ballpark, whatever it may be, um, in order to maybe set up better marketing, better opportunities for them to make money in the future that, hey, in this field, um, there's a really cool view of the city if you go stand behind the third base you know, dugout or yeah. I, I don't know, whatever we're talking about. Um, and a lot of people just tend to kind of spend more time there and congregate there. Okay, well, how can we take advantage of the fact that people are doing that? Um, and sports leagues, again, I, this isn't something where, um, given the entertainment value and the, the, the nature of a sporting event, um, they have a lot more opportunity to kind of immediately target and see immediate results from this compared to, you know, let's say our more traditional company where you're marketing over the course of days, you have huge, you know, buying, uh, selling cycles. Um, no, you, you're trying to get that person to see that ad right now, turn around, take that money out of their wallet and spend it right then and there. That's a great point. Um, and so again, all this kind of leads to maybe again, maybe this isn't shocking and surprising as much as it is a little eye opening. Um, but some of the other, the, there's two specific things that have also kind of stood out in this data and technology kind of sector related to sports teams. But again, off the field that, uh, again, I, I think are worth noting. So, one of them is actually, um, so uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, so it pains me to say this, but we're actually going to, I'm going to give credit to the Patriots for something here. Oh. Um, yes, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. For actually, everybody. we both hate this. So yes, uh, this is just terrible all the way around. I hate it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, but the Craft Analytics Group is a kind of business subsidiary of um, everything under the, you know, Craft umbrella, including the Patriots. Um, but they have done a really, really good job when it comes to this kind of stuff, fan movements. Um, understanding pro shop interactions, what people are and aren't buying, when they're buying them, why they're buying them in terms of merchandise. Obviously, teams make huge margins on those items. Um, so the more that they can optimize that, that's a huge opportunity. Um, and it's actually helped them. That they're talking about they haven't necessarily implemented it yet, but um, I think what we're going to see in the future is we're going to be surprised that even though the prices keep going up for everything, I think attending sporting events might actually see a backslide. This is kind of my off the wall prediction here. Okay. Um, that we're going to see ticket prices either level off, not, you know, not rise with inflation for lack of a better term, or maybe even creep down. And the reason is going to be because these organizations are going to get so good at getting every dollar out of you while you're at attending those events. Huh. Um, I think, you know, it, this would also maybe, if you think of it in a completely different light, an amusement park would kind of take this approach too, but I don't think we're necessarily going to see it there. The way sports teams have been utilizing this data um, right. and are able to do it, I think the Patriots could probably drop their ticket prices by 20% based on some of the movement and, you know, information they're getting from pro shop sales and make up that money in those other venues. Get the people in the door, don't, you know, overcharge them to get in. Once they're in, that's when you use your technology, you use that kind of inside information you have um, to bleed them dry, frankly, which, you know, that's the, the point of a profitable business. That's a really good point. I, I, I guess I wonder, this doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon as 5G and like maybe better Wi-Fi makes its yep. way into stadiums and that yep. sort of thing. All that does is open up to, to more data, to more personalization and that sort of thing. And I think that's probably the direction we're heading. Absolutely. And actually, uh, the personalization piece is another one that I love that it kind of ties in with the next piece where 
the fan experience is also something. Again, this leads more to maybe in a little technology than true just data, but yeah. um, again, it feeds into that data capture. Um, AR and VR, especially AR, um, augmented reality kind of features within in those sporting environments. Um, one that I love, the Mavs have rolled out in the last year. If you live around Dallas, you've seen these massive billboards downtown for you know promoting the Mavs season, trying to get season ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the product on the court this year is going to sell itself a little more maybe in the last few years. But uh, Looks so that so far. Uh, knock so, on wood over uh, here. Yeah. Um, we're still hoping, but... Uh, uh, some of the posters that they put up, um, I know there's a big one with Dirk, there's some with Luca. I think there's a couple with even some other random players where, um, you know, you pull out your phone around town and uh, you open up a website that it says like mavs.com backslash AR or something. Yeah. Um, and these billboards are interactive and they're, you know, it, it, rather than just looking at a, a picture of Luca shooting a three-pointer, um, it's a live video highlight playing on the side of this building. And again, it, many of you are probably familiar with AR, but... Um, I think we're going to see that bleed a lot, lot more into the venues and into the stadiums um, where, hey, fans, you know, take out your phone, um, you know, throughout the game and kind of watch through this for all these AR features that, you know, stats popping up on the court or um, this and that animation or whatever it may be. And while that's going to be awesome for the fans and be a really cool experience and kind of increase there. Think about one other little point here. Think about how much data they are going to get on the back end from all those people using that, what they're using, what they're looking at, what they're interacting. Again, all our concessions now have AR, so you can actually go up and see some, you know, see the popcorn pop up when you look at this or whatever it may be. Um, But think about all the data points you're going to be able to get there as you have the person doing that. And then again, you've implemented some payment technology so they can then use that same phone. The amount of data you're going to be able to capture on that one person and everything they're doing, I think is really going to be an interesting game changer in that field. So it's cool. I'm with you on that. And you wonder just... Uh, okay, stadium wayfinding. Like, can you help people find their way a little bit better mm-hmm. to what they're looking for uh, using AR or something like that? Can you hold up your phone and kind of scan around the stadium and it points out hot dog stand here, exactly. here, here, exactly. you know, that sort of thing so you can kind of find what you want easier and just improving that overall in stadium experience because and uh, we, we talked to a, a guy who uh, really, really involved in setting up technology in stadiums a couple of weeks ago on uh, Market Scale Mornings. And one of the things that we talked about was that for years and years and years, the at-home experience of watching sports has improved, while the in-stadium experience has largely yes, stayed the same. Exactly. It's, you know, up until recently and, you know, with kind of these uh, these innovations and that sort of thing, the the experience of going to, the, to a game hadn't really changed since 1900. No, really, you, like, you, go, you, you take your ticket, seat. you hand it to them, you go sit in a seat, maybe the food has changed a little bit and that sort of thing, but the basic concept has stayed the same. This feels like the first kind of revolutionary change in uh, the stadium going experience for sports in a long time. Exactly. And I think historically, you know, we've seen over the last few years, the last, uh, I say few years, few decades, um, sometimes there's smaller markets and smaller teams that have trouble getting people in the stadium. And it's because, yeah, I frankly, I would rather sit and watch on my 65 inch 4K TV um, this game and stuff than a, you know, rather than drive down there and deal with the parking and deal with this and deal with that. And now you're kind of updating that experience where it's not just simply a you're dealing with all this in order to consume the game live. But you also have all these other fringe benefits of all these other cool things you can do. And, um, yeah, and the follow-up on yours, that the one feature I desperately need, I always seem to have trouble with, it's the fourth quarter's important game. Uh, maybe I had one too many beers. I really need to find that <laughs> restroom, and I need to find the closest one as quickly as possible. Yes. Let me see some light-ups, you know, arrows popping up on my phone directing me directly to the closest <laughs> Yes, please. So I miss as little of the game as possible and also don't have a, an embarrassing experience. <laughs>
Need B2B video or podcasts for your business? Ask MarketScale how we can help you create the content you need today.